The book of Ephesians tonight will be in Ephesians chapter number 2. Ephesians chapter number 2. And God has already given us a wonderful day today. And we look forward to what God has for us in the book of Ephesians uh, chapter number 2. And let me just encourage you to uh, remain faithful right on through the end of the year, looking forward to the new year and what the Lord has for us. And I believe, uh, not, I know 2021 has been a good year and a blessed year. And I believe 2022 is going to be an even greater year. Doesn't mean it's going to be a year without challenges, uh, but when we are challenged by uh, circumstances of life and obstacles that would uh, be in our way, uh, it's another opportunity for God to show uh, how big and mighty He is. And uh, so I'm looking forward to what God does in the next year. Ephesians chapter number 2, and I'm going to take the time this evening to read the entire chapter. And uh, so I want you to follow along with me, and then the message uh, we're going to cover the entire uh, chapter of Ephesians chapter number 2. Now, I don't want that to scare you, to make you think that we're going to be here all night uh, because we're going through Ephesians chapter number 2. We're not going to be here all night, just half the night, but not all night. No, I'll move uh, along, but there are some uh, truths that I want to bring out this evening that I know will be an encouragement to us. Verse number 1 of Ephesians chapter number 2, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. I like Ephesians chapter number 2 because it's very personal. And for the Christian tonight, I want Ephesians chapter number 2 to be very personal to you and I. Let's not uh, refer to the Scripture. Let's not read the Scripture tonight and have it uh, in our mind thinking of other people, although it applies to others. But I want it to be very personal to you. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, <clears throat> and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, <clears throat> that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye, being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace." and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. 
and came and preached peace to you, which were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So many wonderful promises and truths in Ephesians chapter number 2. I'm going to preach a message this evening, and I'll take a little bit of time in the foundation, in the, in the introduction to lay a foundation. And no matter how long it takes me, before I get to the outline, I'll just mention the truths of the outline if we run out of time. But I want us to be reminded of some things this evening. And as this evening, I'm preaching a message I've entitled, In Times Past. In Times Past. Father, I pray that uh, your word would be very real to us tonight. May we be reminded this evening of what we, are, we were May we be reminded this evening of what we have in Christ. May we be reminded this evening of what we are because of Christ. And Father, I pray that uh, the message tonight would be a help and encouragement to us. Uh, may we be reminded of our, of our salvation and what we have in it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The words, as I read Ephesians chapter number 2, there are certain words that jump out to me that... Uh, seem to stand off the page to me, and uh, we're going to look at some of those this evening. I notice the words, in times past. If you look with me in verse number 2, uh, as Paul is writing uh, to the, the Ephesians church, he writes in verse 2, wherein, in time past. In verse number 3, he uses the same words, uh, among whom also we all had our conversation, in times past. If we skip down to verse number 11, he says, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past. Verse number 12, the thought continues that at that time. Paul is reminding the church, Paul is reminding the Christian of what they were before Christ. In time past. What is he reminding them of? And I think it's good for us to be reminded this evening. He's reminding them, first of all, in time past, they had a different master. This morning, we spoke of the maniac of Kadera, what happened when he met the master. And if you're saved tonight, aren't you thankful that you met the master, the Lord Jesus Christ? But Paul reminds them in verse number 2, wherein in time past, he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. He reminds them in time past, you had a different master. Uh, he reminds them today, because of Jesus Christ, you have a new master, but you had an old master. And may we all be reminded tonight that before we were saved, we walked according to the things of this world. Uh, notice who that master was. It was uh, the world. Just, it wasn't just these Christians who, before they met Jesus, before they had salvation through Christ, that walked according to this world. Let's be reminded, that's what we were. This world, we get so frustrated today, I'm afraid, because of everything that's going on in this world. And how can so many people just, just buy into all of these things? Because they're walking according to this world. They don't have Jesus. 
They don't have the spiritual insight. They don't know the Word of God to see. And, and as I've tried to keep before us uh, through the last couple of years especially, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what a political commentator says, even if he's a conservative. The Bible tells us what's going on. The Bible tells us what's going to go on. But those that don't have Christ, they are walking according to the world. So as a child of God, let's not get as frustrated because that's what we were before we were saved. If we weren't saved tonight, we'd be walking according to the world. Not just the world, but notice, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. Before you and I were saved, we belonged to him. We had the same destination and future that he has. And we got to be very careful to be reminded as the church, yes, we're saved out of that. Aren't you thankful that you have a new master? But Paul reminds them, you had an old master in time past. You walked in lockstep with this world. The prince in the power of the air is pulling the strings. It's so many days, well, who's really calling the shots in the government? Who's really calling the shots across the world? Let me tell you who it is. It's the prince of the power of the air. It is Satan himself who's behind everything that we see. And you know what? Before we were saved, we had, he was our master. He controlled. He manipulated. In time past, he reminds them, and I think it's good for us to be reminded, that they had a different master. Also see in verse number 2, the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It's the same spirit that's working. We'll be very, very careful not to get frustrated at lost people being lost. That's what they are. Can't you see? They can't. Because it's but the Spirit of God that can reveal to them through Jesus Christ. When we become a new creature, that's, that's when we're able to see things we could not see in time past. And only reminds them that in time past they had a different master who reminds them that in time past they had a different lifestyle. Look at verse number 3. Among whom also we all had our conversation. The manner of living is what that word means. In times past. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Paul writes to the Christian and says, In time past, he reminds them you had a different lifestyle, a new, a different manner of living. What was that lifestyle? It was fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Whatever the flesh wanted, why would you not fulfill that? Why would you not do that? That is the manner of living that the lost has. That's the manner of living. And certainly if there was anyone who was reminded of fulfilling the lust of the flesh, it certainly was Paul. It certainly was. He could, he could reflect back to what it meant to be lost. And friend, let's be reminded that that is what we were in times past. We had a different lifestyle. Uh, we fulfilled the desires of the flesh and of the mind. You look at the world today, and the world just does what is right in its own eyes. Every society that has ever risen throughout history, eventually it is destroyed because man does that which is right in his own eyes. He fulfills. He has a different master. If you're saved tonight, and I trust that you are, aren't you thankful that Christ is your master and it's not your, the desires of your flesh? That's why we also, Paul also writes in many places about how we ought to yield to the Spirit. 
and master the flesh and not give into the flesh. And how can we do that? Because we're a child of God. And because we have what we did not have before, we have the Spirit of God who lives within us. But before we were saved in times past, and he's reminding them before they were saved, they had a different lifestyle. He, he says, if fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath. Children of wrath. It was their nature. A lost person, that's what they were born into. That's what all of us were born into. We were a, one of the children of wrath. We were, uh, the devil was our master. We had, we had no hope in time past. You may be saved this evening. Well, Pastor, I was saved when I was, when I was young. You were still lost in your sins, and you had still sinned enough to go to a devil's hell. And when we became, we, we realized our need of salvation and were convicted for our sins and realized that I couldn't get myself to heaven. It doesn't matter what age you were, in times past, you were walking. You did have a lifestyle that was, I just want to do whatever I want to do. He also reminds them that in times past, they had a different relationship. As we see in verse number 11, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ. What did it mean to be without Christ? Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. In time past before Christ, you lost having no hope and without God in the world. Friend, you and I, we, we get frustrated. We have a hard enough time navigating this world with God. Imagine what it is like to try and find sanity in this world without Him. The world is scared. They don't have God. They should be scared. They don't have hope. They have no hope. And friend, in time past, before you were saved, you had a different relationship. It's like I preached this morning. That maniac, he recognized who Jesus was. He even worshipped Him, but that didn't save Him. It was not until Jesus changed the inside. And there's a world today that is aware of God and aware of the name of Jesus, but they do not know Him. They don't have the relationship with Him. And in time past, they could not say you had to relate. They knew of God. They, many of them probably kept the law. And many of them, and of course, the Gentiles, they had all of their different gods that they, that they, that they worshipped and, and bowed down to, and, and, and they hoped Him. And none of that would do anything for them. In time past, they had a different relationship. As we look at Ephesians chapter number 2, Paul reminds the Christian of what they were in time past. I'm thankful that that's not the summation, the summary of Ephesians chapter number 2, aren't you? I think it's good for us to be reminded from time to time what we were before we were saved. It's good for us to be reminded of who our master was before we were saved. It's good for us to be reminded of our lifestyle and, and the way we really were and to be without hope without having Christ. It's good for us to be reminded from time to time because it puts the focus on what we do have in our salvation. 
In times past, we were lost without Him. In times past, we had no hope. In times past, we fulfilled our the, 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 the lust of our flesh. And in times past, it was hard, it'd be hard for us to understand and to, to admit that we had a master. Say, oh, I didn't have... Oh, yes, we had a master. Either Satan's your master or, or the Son of God is. There's no in-between. We walked by, to, the, to the lockstep of this world. That is who we were in times past. But I want you to draw your attention. I'm going to mention four things. And Paul could write in times past. He mentions, and I don't have time to touch this tonight. That's a whole other message. In the ages to come. I like that. He talks about in the ages to come what we're going to enjoy. In times past, but that's not what they were right at that moment. And why is that? I want us to notice, first of all, I want us to see, first of all, in verse number 4. As I'll read verse 3 again. We know that in verse 2 he talks about uh, walking according to the prince of the power of the air. Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But look at verse number 4. Two of the greatest words in the Bible are the beginning of verse number 4. But God. But God. In times past, we walked according to the course of this world, but God. In times past, we walked according to the prince of the power of the air, but God. In times past, we lived to fulfill the, the desires of the flesh and the lust of the flesh, but God. Notice what verse 4 says, but God, who is rich in mercy... For his great love wherewith he loved us. It is true of all of us as it was true of these saints of God that in times past, let's be honest and let's acknowledge what you were and what we were in times past. And we were without hope. Uh, we walked according to the flesh. <clears throat> the, the, we, were, we, we walked according to the, the things of this world, the prince and the power there. But God, who he didn't give us what we deserve because he's rich in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Aren't you thankful that God steps in and we didn't have to stay what we were? We didn't have to stay in time past. And friend, this evening, I think it's good, as I've already mentioned, for us to talk about what we were just a little bit. But we don't have to stay there very long because we can say, but God. And God interceded, and God stepped in, and God who is rich in mercy, and God who in His great love made a way so that we didn't have to stay walking after the things of this world. We didn't have to stay in lockstep with the prince and the power of the air. But God who is rich in mercy. In time past, it's what we were. But today, because of God and His mercy, two wonderful words Two of the greatest words in the Bible, but God. Friend, the difference between you, you, us, and this lost world is but God. Oh, we get so frustrated at lost people acting like lost people. That's what we were before we were saved. But God. But God. Now, we ought to get more frustrated at saved people acting like lost people than we do at lost people acting like lost people. 
but God. Aren't you glad God is rich in mercy? I want to draw your attention as well to verse number 8. In verse number 4, we see the two words, but God. In verse number 8, we see the words, gift of God. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. We know that if you're saved tonight, it's because of the grace of God. It's not ourselves. It is the gift of God. Paul reminds them that in times past, this is what you were. But God, who is rich in mercy. A few verses later, he reminds them of the grace of God, and our salvation is obtained through the grace of God. And he calls it the gift of God. When God intercedes and when God steps in to the story of a saved man, you cannot but reflect on the grace of God, the gift of God. I'm thankful that if I am reminded from the Word of God what I was before Jesus, I can't help but think of the gift of God, of the grace of God. Friend, you and I, if we're honest tonight, we know that we don't deserve salvation. We know we don't deserve forgiveness. We know we don't deserve anything but that that horrible place called hell because of our sins, but the gift of God. Friend, are, are you discouraged tonight because of what you were? Let me remind you of the gift of God. Let me remind you of the grace of God. For by grace are ye saved, and not of yourselves, aren't you? I don't know about you, but I'm glad it had nothing to do with me. And if you're honest, you ought to be glad it had nothing to do with you. Because how short would we be when it comes to salvation? It's the gift of God. Aren't you thankful for the gift of God? Say, why, 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 aren't, you, why aren't you what you used to be? The gift of God. And friend, this is a good reminder for the church that the only thing that is different from us than this world is not the fact that we're a registered Republican. It's the grace of an almighty God. It is salvation by faith. It is the God interceding and allowing us to hear a gospel message and allowing the Spirit of God to put us under conviction. And we chose the, 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 the gift of God and we called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what makes us different. If we had not accepted the gift of God, we'd still be fulfilling the lust of our flesh. We'd still be walking after the things of this world. We'd still have the, the same master we had before salvation. But for the grace of God, maybe rejoice that in times past, that might have been what we were. But today, because of the gift of God, we have salvation by His grace. There's a few other words that I want us to see. We've already noticed when God intercedes but God... We see the gift of God. Now in verse number 19, it's already been good, but it's going to stay good here. We find the three words, household of God. Uh, and by the way, the new master is much better than the old master. Well, I just, I just you know, to serve God, you just have to, oh, you're going to serve this world or you're going to serve God. I'd much rather serve the almighty God. Now, therefore, verse 19, ye are no more strangers. I remind you that in verse number 11 and 12, 
Paul writes and how you, you, you didn't have, you had no hope. You had no relationship. You were without God. I like the words but God. I don't like the words without God. We were without God except for his grace. But now it's different. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. I like this. You may not like this. I like it. You may, you may not enjoy this tonight. I'm going to enjoy it all by myself if nobody else does. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. I don't know why I feel like an outsider in this world. Because you are. I don't know why I don't feel like I fit in. Well, how come you as a church, why don't y'all fit in the society? Because we don't. Well, why don't you? Because we fit in somewhere else. Because I was part of a world, but God. The grace of God. I accepted the gift of God. That made me part of the household of God. I'm no longer a stranger. You think of the words that, you, that, that so many are going to hear from the Father saved, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't even know who you are. You're not in part of my family. You don't belong. But friend, but for the grace of God, we'll never hear those words because we're part of the household of God. But fellow citizens, I like this, with the saints. I'm a fellow citizen of the Apostle Paul. I'm a fellow citizen of those great saints that are recorded on the pages of Scripture. I am a fellow citizen of the thousands and the millions throughout the centuries who've accepted the same gift that I've accepted. And friend, as Jesus taught his disciples and he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And he's preparing a place for his God, for the children of God. He's preparing a place for those who have been redeemed. And it is a real place. And there are those who have gone before us are residing there. And they're more alive than we even are being bound by this flesh. But friend, I don't, I don't belong down here. I don't have the same master I've always had. I don't have the same philosophies, if you will, that in times past that I was bound by. This flesh, I could not overcome this flesh, but because of the grace of God and salvation. But God, the gift of God, now I can say I'm part of the household of God. Friend, you ought to hold your head high, not in pride, but because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did. If you are redeemed, you're a child of God, you belong to the family of God. You're part of the household of God. Why should we not be proud of the household that we're part of? Friend, this is why we don't fit in this world. I'm a fellow citizen. I'm a fellow citizen. I, I belong in heaven. If you're saved, so do you. You know, there's so many 
caricatures of what heaven's going to be like. Well, I hope St. Peter lets you in. St. Peter ain't got a say in whether I get in. Matter of fact, I've read a lot of what St. Peter said, and he better be thankful for the grace of God too. Peter don't have a say in me getting in. I'm not waiting at the gate. Well, when I take my last breath on this side of eternity, I don't have to check in. I'm in the presence of God. I'm home. I'm with the fellow citizens of the household of God. The day is going to come when he's calling us all home to be together. It's the household of God. I like this one too. The last verse of the chapter, we find the words, Habitation of God, in whom ye also are builded together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. Let this weigh on you for just a moment. Let's try for a few minutes to comprehend what the Scripture is telling us. We used to walk according to the prince of the power of the air. We used to, in time past, fulfill the the lust of our flesh. We had no hope. We had no relationship. We were without Christ. We were without God in this world. I love verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. That's what we were, but now, because of Jesus. We're a habitation of God. How? Through the Spirit. Think about what we were in times past. But God, who is rich in mercy. You think about what a holy, almighty God would love us. Pastors, because we're so lovable. Oh, no, we're very unlovable. Lost in our sins. Matter of fact, we walked according to the prince and the power of the air, the adversary of God. So how come the devil doesn't fight all these others in this world? They're on the same team. Pastor, all these other churches, they're on the same team. That's what we were but God, who is rich in mercy. He offered us a gift, the gift of God. By His grace and by faith, through faith, we receive Christ as our personal Savior. We now have a new relationship. We're part of the household of God. And one day, we are all going to be with our Savior in that celestial city. But before we get there, We're a habitation of God. When you trusted Christ as your Savior, when I trusted Christ as my Savior, 
the Spirit of God moved in. See, I feel like I'm all alone and separated from God. You can't be if you're saved. He's a hab- we're a habitation. He dwells within us. What a thought. What a reminder of what we were in times past. But now, through Jesus Christ, God dwells within us. When you go to work tomorrow, God's going with you. When you're in your valleys, God's with you. If you're on your mountaintops, God's with you. Pastor, we're going to face some adversity in this world. I'm afraid we'll be alone. No, we're not alone. God's with us. He moved from the habitation of a temple, of a, of a, of a, of a place where man would come to worship him. He moved after Christ removed everything that was between God and his children. He became that for us. Now the Spirit of God lives within us, dwells within us. Friend, think about that as you go throughout your your day this week and you go throughout your week. I am the habitation of God through Christ's gift and the salvation that I've attained through Christ. The Spirit of God dwells within me. What an amazing thought when you think about what we were in times past what we did in times past. Who was our master in times past? But God, who is rich in mercy. Pastor, I just don't, sometimes I just don't feel saved, but God, who is rich in mercy. The devil reminds me of what I was. It's okay from time to time to be reminded, but be reminded also, but God, who is rich in mercy. We have the gift of God. Paul reminds him, doesn't matter what you were, doesn't matter what you did, it's the grace of God that is through His grace. You're saved through faith. It's the gift of God. And now we have fellow citizenship with the saints of the household of God. No wonder this world persecutes, always has persecuted the saints. Well, why why do you always have to go against everything? Why do these Christians have to go against everything? I guess it's because we just don't fit in. Why don't you fit in? We've got a different master. And our master has left us here to tell the world that there's a better master. There's salvation. And may this remind us it doesn't matter who and what they've ever done. The salvation is for every man. Grace is for every man. And the gift of God can be received by any man who wants that gift. But we're a habitation of God. May we be more sensitive as we're reminded Not just what we were in times past, the fact that we're a habitation of the Spirit of God now. He lives within us. 
Well, we must yield ourselves. Well, how can I overcome my flesh? I still have my flesh. You have this, the Spirit of God that lives within you. Have you talked to Him today? Well, I talk to God. I understand that you've talked to the Father. Have you talked to the Spirit that lives within you? Have you been sensitive to the Spirit that lives within you? The same Spirit that this Bible teaches us who actually made us alive at our salvation. He quickened us. He gave us life. Have you spoke to Him about that decision that you've got to make? Are you leaning on your own understanding? If we think of the Spirit of God that lives within us, may we be a little more sensitive to what these ears hear. Maybe be more sensitive to what these eyes see. Maybe be more sensitive about what we say and what we do and don't do with these hands because we are the habitation of God. In times past, we all, if we're saved, can talk about what we were before Christ saved us. But I'm thankful that as in verse 13, Paul writes, but now. But now. It's different. And in verse number 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. In times past, this is what you were. But now... Through Jesus Christ, this is what you are. In the time to come, there's just more grace, more mercy, more blessings. Friend, we haven't seen the best there is to see yet. For the lost man, this is as good as it gets. For the saved, this is as bad as it'll ever be. Pastor, what happens if this happens? And I, I, don't, I don't want bad things to happen. And I, I, don't, I don't want this world to get further and further away from God. But we know it's going to. The day's going to come for all of us. We're either going to hear that trumpet sound and, and, and God's going to send his, the, the, his son to come and get those that belong in another world. Friend, this would change your life if, it, if you changed your perspective. You don't belong down here as a child of God. This is not your home. You are literally going to be faithful serving him until God says, okay, now it's time to come home. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have fulfilled what I asked you to do. Now come home with the fellow citizens of the household of God. Come home for eternity. And if that trumpet doesn't sound, we're going to live our days, and he's going to say, it's time to come home, and he'll call us home to that portal of death. While there may be some tears shed by those who love us, on the other side, there's rejoicing. So-and-so is home. They're here with their family, the household. And friend, we have not seen anything yet. Because in the time to come, the longer we 
I guess, live in eternity because it's eternity. It's just going to be better, better, and better. We're going to be reminded as we spend eternity with our Savior. I don't even have to consider what I was anymore because of what God has done in my life. Friend, let's rejoice that we can say in time past, but now it's different. May we look forward to what God will show us in the future because of our relationship through Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you'll use your word in our hearts tonight. May your spirit encourage us. May we be mindful.